Let's see, do I have everything? Uh, mic, headphones, whiskey. All right, let's get started. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. Welcome, 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 whiskey people. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman, and my sidekick today, and probably for future podcasts, he's already given me a dirty look for that one, uh, is Jim Palumbo. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, Jim. Uh, so this is a podcast about whiskey. We uh, recently got into whiskey, what, I don't uh, know, I mean, like three years ago-ish, maybe two or three years ago? I'd say probably two is when I started to like whiskey, like on its own okay yeah um i started getting into it i've recently become a huge collector and i'm not collecting anything like a four thousand four thousand dollar old pappy van winkle or anything like that but um i do have quite a collection that i've started to put together and i add to more often than i should um i'll probably start having to take out a second mortgage or something on my house here shortly but uh, yeah, so we are whiskey enthusiasts. We'll have some other guests on the show. Um, there's four of us that are kind of in a group that we went to Ireland um, recently and got back in December. Uh, we tried to visit as many distilleries as we could. Yeah, we've got we've got a good four person whiskey group right yeah, now. Yeah, so uh, Jim and I are probably the two that enjoy the whiskey without any kind of extra special set of skills. Um, we got Danny. No. But let's be honest. We don't have any extra spe- extra set of skills. Okay, I, I just mis- I misunderstood what you're okay. saying. Yeah. No, I got nothing special about me other than I love whiskey and I have yeah, a nice whiskey, like whiskey collection. We got two other friends that are like, they like whiskey, but they're also like smart at other yeah. stuff. So um, we'll have Steven on next episode, and he is a practicing attorney, and uh, Danny will be after that, and he is a neuroscientist at the Ohio State University, and in case you couldn't tell, because I just said the Ohio State University, we are based out of Columbus, Ohio. So we'll kind of talk about the different whiskey scenes uh, that we see here in Ohio as well. Uh, but yeah, first of all, at the start of every episode, we are going to do a whiskey of the week. And Jim, what's our whiskey of the week this week? Uh, this week we're doing the Jameson Black Barrel, which that is, is something that choice. we've recently uh, fallen into. Actually, I think we first drank it when we went over to Ireland is when we were first introduced to it yeah when we i were, remember when we were at the middleton distillery this was one of the ones that they had a sample along with i think it was our red breast 12 yeah was that was that the two of them so jameson black barrel is a 40 percent alcohol by volume or 80 proof i'm actually holding a liter bottle here i uh saw the 750 i'm sorry i think it was a 700 700 and the liter sitting next to each other i'm like now nah, i'm gonna go with a liter because i'm definitely gonna drink it but uh, so, Jim, uh, tell us about what what makes Black Barrel Jameson, Black so, Barrel Jameson. So it's actually very interesting because the, most people are familiar with just the Jameson whiskey. Uh, That's what I'm familiar with. Yeah, it's very well. It's probably the most popular Irish whiskey, at least in the states. So you see it everywhere, and the Jameson Black Barrel is actually the same mixture that they use to make the regular Jameson, as far as like grain ratio and all that. Uh, the only difference is that when they age it, they double char the barrels. And that may sound like very little or almost nothing, but it adds like it a, does a lot for this. Yeah, whiskey. it does. It adds like a different texture to it. It's creamier. It's has like a really rich flavor to it, and it's a cheap whiskey too. We get. I mean, the liter was a little bit more expensive, but the liter was uh, like forty, forty-five. Oh, I thought it was about fifty. Maybe I don't know where yeah. you got it from. It was like forty-five <clears throat> when I got it from the okay. uh, place where I got it from. Gotcha. But you can get the standard seven hundred or seven fifty milliliter one for like thirty, thirty-five bucks. Right. 
Yeah, and what's what I really love about this whiskey is if you let it sit, it's going to be different from the second you pour it. You let it sit for five minutes, and it's going to be a different whiskey. Um, I I immediately uh, it's been sitting out for what minutes now and i'm getting like maple off of it and i've always said that once you finish the whiskey uh you go back to that glass and you i smell maple right off the bat just on the remnants of the glass there so we're gonna get into this real quick it's so good yeah that's a good whiskey and a lot of a lot of people kind of turn down jameson uh just because it's so yeah, well, it's, it's a word. It, it's it's just one of those so ones that branded. It's popular to dislike it because it's so big. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the New York Yankees. Like you hate them just because they yeah. win every time, right? Right. Um, Make, Maker's Mark kind of has the same stigma, but Maker's Mark is a great bourbon. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're you know they got so big because they make a solid product. Right. So yeah, if you get a chance, ch- ch- uh, blah, check out the Jameson Black Barrel. It is a wonderful whiskey to get into. Um, J- frankly the whole jameson line i'm a, i'm a fan of for the most part i mean what i've tried from them yeah i mean there's the standard just regular jameson blend is fine right it's a lot lighter than this one is so it's not really one of my go-tos but it's sol- i mean it's a solid irish yeah. whiskey uh, and we've tried their like the castmates yeah so i was just about to talk about that they've got the castmates edition which is ipa and stout mm-hmm. um and that's where they uh we'll get into those i'm sure we'll have those on the show but those yeah. are interesting whiskeys also um, so as i said before we are from the great city of columbus ohio i used to always tell myself that i'd move out as quickly as i could but the longer i stay here there's just more and more that just pops up keeping me mm-hmm. here so it is a great city to be in and on top of that they have some great whiskey areas around yeah it's here a too. great city to be in if you like whiskey too yeah so uh we have three local distilleries that have popped up probably i think all within the last five years or so mm-hmm. we've got um Oh, uh, Middle West Distillery. They used to be OIO, which was an Ohio bourbon. And uh, just for those of you who don't know, uh, bourbon doesn't have to be made in Kentucky. You can have bourbon made in all sorts of different states as long as it meets the minimum requirements, a 51% corn mash, and was it New Age American Oak? Or it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be American Oak, just New Age Oak barrels. Yeah, it's um, generally American White Oak because right. that's what's around. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so they made no, they made an Ohio bourbon, um, and then, still great. Yeah, oh, it's the same juice, but it's still great. Uh, and then we've got uh, four five one uh, spirits, which we just found at a local whiskey tasting. Yeah, we weren't even aware of that one. Literally, what four days ago? Yeah, we found out about them. Yeah, we uh, started talking with them, and man, that was a that was a smooth whiskey, They're and it wasn't so- even aged that long either. Oh, wasn't it? No, I, I don't remember how long they said it was aged for, but they were yeah. doing something really different because they were, they had the smoked apple. Yeah, whiskey. they had a smoked apple whiskey, and they were very clear. It is not a flavored whiskey. Mm-hmm. They will. It's a. It's an American pot still whiskey that they put um, smoked apples in, right? They would in the pot still, or they would use. They would smoke apples and then like use that during the smoking process or something like that. Yeah. So they smoke. They smoked the apples and then they would soak the smoked apples in with the pot still whiskey. Okay. Yeah, which added like you could taste the apples, but you also it, had it just tasted like, a, like you you got the hint of the Granny Smith apple right on the back. Yeah, but then you got the uh, smokiness, but not like mm-hmm. a Scotch P 
peaty smokiness. Right, it was right. like a different. It was just like a like a fiery smokiness. Yeah, it, that was absolutely delicious. And then they had another one, which I don't know much about their second whiskey, but it, it had was a little bit of cocoa a, aging yeah. in it somehow. And I got that right on the nose. Didn't really get it on the um, on the palate, but it was right on the nose that I got that kind of chocolatiness, which was really cool because it wasn't overpowering like a lot of the flavored. Yeah, again, not a flavored are. whiskey. It's not like these bird dog maple chocolate apple all that which right. are fine but and the other one that we have is a uh, high bank distillery they are actually interesting because th- excuse me they didn't have uh the because uh, a lot of distilleries will start off by making gin and vodka and they didn't do that they had a benefactor that funded them 100 percent. they made their juice they waited for two or three what was it is it two years for american whiskey i think it's two years for american whiskey and then they started bottling it and then started yeah. selling it. So it was like, that's, that's it must be nice. Yeah. To have that much money to be able to give them a small loan of a million dollars or something. And they just, I think it was more than that. Probably. Because, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not getting any revenue those first couple of years, which I don't, doesn't make sense to me, but Hey, they managed to do it and they make a wonderful product as well. But yeah, we, so that, that was a, that was an interesting whiskey tasting. Um, I don't know about you, Jim, but I expected to go into it a little more educational and it turned out to be more vendor-based. Yeah. Um, we talked to a couple of reps, which I've got nothing against reps. Like, y- you need people out there to help sell your product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to talk about which whiskey it was, but there was one rep we went up to, and I asked her to tell me a little bit about it. And oh. she turns the bottle towards her, reads the front of it, turns it back towards me, says it's extra aged. And I looked at the bottle, and the words extra aged... Yeah. were big bold letters on it and again it was just them trying to sell the product which is fine like they need to make revenue it's great i'm gonna buy the product anyway but it was just it was a little comical a couple times when uh yeah we try and go up and talk whiskey and talk more educationally about it because i mean that's where we're at we like the educational yeah. aspect of it and the vendor would either give us a blank stare or try and kind of BS their way through it. Yeah, which I saw it. I remember there was another one that I talked to, um, and you can tell which ones know what they're talking about and which ones are there to uh, <clears throat> kind of attract attention, uh, to put it you know, politely, Yeah. and just try to sell the product. And I went up to one, and she was pointing at a bunch of different bottles, and she described one side as, this is like the higher end, uh, these are scotches, and she pointed everything else, and she's like, and this is just kind of like the the everything else. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, we. I had one vendor tell goes. me uh, single malt Irish whiskey was close to a scotch because it was single malt. Mm-hmm. Like, That's adorable. Yeah. But yeah, they were all very nice. They were nice to talk to. Um, I applaud them for being out there. Uh, it's just, I, th- I think if going into it, if I would have known it was more of a vendor-based event rather than an educational event, yeah. I would have enjoyed it more, but I still had a good time. Yeah, which, because that's, uh, we've done a few other tastings before, and that's always been like a smaller, more intimate, like, this is what, like, you know, you're getting these flavors from this whiskey, like, they're kind of guiding you, you know, along each one you taste, whereas this was kind of like a free-for-all, here's some tickets, go pick out whatever you want to drink, yeah. and if you like it or not, you can ask you know who's working there yep. and you know they'll try to sell you stuff yep so uh, but we had a good time anyway um but yeah so columbus also has some good uh bars for whiskey tasting uh there's barrel on high street which i've been to a couple times and they're they have more of kind of the traditional whiskeys that you're more comfortable with the more 
ones that you see more frequently, different styles of Jack Daniels, uh, more bourbons, American whiskeys, that type of thing. Yeah, which we're always going to have more of here. I mean, oh, yeah. just what's on the market. Absolutely. Um, and then we recently found uh, Opa Tavern and Grill up in, where is that, Delaware? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah Delaware. technically outside of Columbus, just north of us, but man, great I was bar. absolutely impressed. What did he say, over 150 whiskeys they had curated there? I thought it was more than that. It, whatever it was, it was a lot of whiskey there, and it was very impressive. And they have a, a young guy, probably 25 or 26, who's mm-hmm. their whiskey expert there, and he's a very knowledgeable guy. Yeah. Um, don't always agree with his whiskey taste, but that's fine because yeah. everybody... I mean, opinions are opinions, but yeah. he knows his stuff. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was very knowledgeable about it, and, and that's always fun to talk to somebody who knows whiskey that you can keep learning from. Um, what other places are there around here? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. So I love going to a place that um, wouldn't be known for having good whiskey, seeing a bottle of Red Breast 12 sitting on the bar, oh, and yeah. ordering a glass of that. And I did that at a place up in, uh, I think it was just Hilliard. And I asked for, I saw the Red Breast 12 sitting there. I asked for a glass. And he's like, yeah, sure. Which one did you want again? I'm like, this one. He's like, oh, this is the first time I've ever poured it. Poured me a nice, healthy right. pour of Red Breast 12. Like, Probably that double was, uh, what I should have got. Tequila Cowboy, right? It wasn't Tequila Cowboy. It was a bar near there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was one near. Yeah. It was like an, I think it was like some Irish bar. Um, it was. It Don't tried work. to be. Yeah, it tried to it's, be. It, yeah. it called itself an Irish bar. Yeah. So, uh, there's so there's there's a lot of interesting places around here, and there's a local, um, who's from Ireland. Uh, we call him Whiskey Barry. He uh, mm. he goes around, and he's he's always got some. Uh, cool places to talk about and he's got an instagram page up there i'd highly recommend going to check it out uh but he, yeah he's a lot of fun to follow as well all right so jim i have a couple questions for you you ready oh okay we're doing this now we're doing this now all right all right so we'll start off easy what is your favorite whiskey just overall overall what would you you want to sit down after a long hard day of work and uh, you want to enjoy your whiskey because there's different whiskeys for every occasion. Let's just yeah. say you get home, you want to enjoy your whiskey, you want to relax, you want to put on a nice episode of Star Wars Rebels and just kind of enjoy uh, your uh, time with that. What you kind know of, me so well. I know I do. <laughs> uh, what whiskey are you drinking? Honestly, I'd probably have to go with this Black Barrel. Yeah? I think it's... it's Neat or on the rocks? Oh, uh, almost always neat for me. Okay. I've, I'm trying to drink whiskey on the rocks less and less. Okay. Um, Not that, I mean, you know, everyone has their taste preferences but uh i've just noticed that like if it, whiskey gets cold you don't really get to taste it as much yeah so unless it's like a hot summer day or something i usually try to drink it neat but yeah this black barrel is like it's quickly becoming one of my favorite go-tos absolutely uh just due to one the price point and two the flavor okay so moving on what is your favorite ah, uh, favorite mixed whiskey drink i think manhattans are always one of my go-tos uh solid choice solid choice manhattan's old fashions uh, okay are those the only two you know of uh yeah i mean off the top of my head those are the only really whiskey cocktails i keep fair going enough. back to fair enough all right so last question if you could have a glass of whiskey with anybody in the world alive or dead who would it be <sighs> oh, i'm putting man. you on the spot here yeah you are i anybody? don't know why but i want to like say some you know long gone person from like the early 1900s that okay. i don't really care about unless i'm talking about whiskey so like having a glass of whiskey with like frank sinatra that would like be that, fun which i gotta I, admit that would be awesome i know very little about frank sinatra yeah. i don't really listen to his music 
but I drink whiskey with them. Or like, Fair enough. They're like Teddy Roosevelt or someone like that. I don't know, some old, like, With, like, Fly With Me playing in the background. Yeah, just, like, some old traditional, like, just manly man from, like, <laughs> early 1900s. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what whiskey does to me. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see sharing a glass of whiskey, sm- uh, yeah, pulling on a stogie. Cigars. Yeah, that would be fun. And so we are coming up on our time with the whiskey podcast on the nose. Um, I try to keep these 20, 25 minutes. I don't want them to go too long. We'll be much more in-depth and knowledgeable uh, on the next podcast. But let me be clear, we are not experts by any means. Uh, Mm -hmm. We may have respective fields that we're in that we try and associate with whiskey. But everything we talk about, we've learned recently. We look up to prepare for the podcasts. um, And we just have fun talking about it. We Mm -hmm. really do. Uh, I do have one more question for you. Okay. What whiskey was your first whiskey that you said, I'm going to start drinking whiskey? You remember back that far? I don't know if there was a specific whiskey. I mean, like, the first time I started drinking whiskey, well, was probably one when I was, like, really younger and I'd, like, sneak my dad's or, like, my uncle's. Yeah, I was, like, one, I one like that you didn't really appreciate at the time. Yeah. And then I think there was probably, like, you know, the college years where most people try it where they have, like, you know, a Jack and Coke or something like that. Mm-hmm. and But they like the Coke more than the Jack. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I can't remember. I, it was probably something like Jameson, or no, it was probably a bourbon, since that's probably okay. more of what we have. So I think it was probably like Bird Dog, something like that. Yep. So it's probably flavored. I think that's yep. how it started. It was like cocktails, like Jack and Cokes, and then like flavored whiskeys, and then just more traditional whiskeys. Yeah, I'll tell you, I I remember my first whiskey was actually a Johnny Walker Red Label. Okay. Um, got that. Oh, you started with a scotch. I did start with a scotch. Interesting. A blended scotch, yeah. Uh, Johnny Walker Red Label. And to be fair, it's not strong on the peat, so it was a little no, easier no. to go down. Uh, but, yeah, started with Johnny Walker Red. Um, and then our rich friend of ours, who may not be named at this point, mm-hmm. bought a Johnny Walker Gold Label. And we all drank it, and we uh, choked it down and said, ooh, that's smooth, uh, before we actually got associated with whiskey. But the one that I really started drinking was bird dog it really was um they had the bird dog had the blackberry whiskey and man that thing went down like butter that was such a good whiskey and yeah the more i think about it i think bird dog was probably one of the first like bird dog and like maker's mark yeah i remember sitting on the front porch and sharing a handle of bird dog blackberry with a buddy of mine just hanging out in the college days uh so yeah that's what really got my start and I actually have a fairly significant bird dog collection right now. Um, just yeah, because all I the think it's, flavors. Yeah, it's just a fun whiskey to hang on to. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us. Again, this is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. I am on social media, so follow me on Instagram. That's what I post to the most. I try to post to Twitter and Facebook. doesn't always happen, but I do like taking pictures of whiskey. Follow me on Instagram at Erringman's Pub. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Facebook at Erringman's Pub as well. Uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Feel free to like, subscribe, do whatever you do. Message me on Instagram. I don't know. Like, again, I'm just doing this for fun because I love talking about whiskey and I love drinking whiskey. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back and uh, we'll probably put these out every two weeks. Uh, Still getting into it, but I'm going to sign off with my tagline here. And, Jim, I think the tagline I'm going to go with is the best whiskey is shared with friends. That's a statement. Yes, it is. And a corny one. So thanks for being here, guys. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.